Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And we're kicking off hour number two of the show. If you're just tuning in, we started an hour early today, 1 o'clock. Took over the last hour of JT The Brick Show. He's got an event going on at Allegiant Stadium right now. So I said, hey, an extra hour of radio? Yeah, I'll sign up for that every day of the week and twice on Sunday. I'll tell you right now, the radio show is the favorite part of the day. I might work 12 hours a day, but the radio show is the most fun. (laughs) Tell me about it. (laughs) I'll tell you, man, we're in our little bubble in here. We are good to go. Or if we're out in the streets and we're doing a show somewhere live on location, we are good to go while we're here being able to talk some Raiders, good, bad, or ugly. And this is the thing about it. And let me just go ahead and say right off top, because I know some people, uh, you know, some people don't like some of the responses that they hear. Some people don't like the responses that I give. The show that I do is a show where everyone's opinion matters. If you don't agree with me, that's fine. If you do agree with me, that's fine, too. If you have something coming from a totally different angle, that's all right, too. We appreciate all feedback is good feedback. It's just like we're at the barbershop or we're at the bar, and we're just shooting the bull. We're just trying to do it a little bit more, uh, you know, kind of a little bit structured. <laughs> now, yeah. we don't get overstructured, you know. We don't, like I said, we ain't cookie cutter around here. We like to have a little bit of fun. We get a little loose. but Because if it was up to me, we would be. <laughs> right. If we lived it up to DeMond, it'd be like Saturday Night Live met the bar slash the barbershop slash the wrestling ring. So, as we saw, matter of fact, who was that? That was Fargo Raider. I got to shout out Fargo Raider real quick. I don't know if you saw all the tweets today, Damon. Yes, I did. But Fargo Raider was having so many, so much fun with your your picture for Twitter, and I don't think you you didn't ever ever change it. But man, Fargo oh, Raider, I do you want me? I'll change it. I mean, he has he has some good Photoshop skills right now. He put Damon's face on what Junkyard Dog was yes, that? JYD. <laughs> Junkyard I even remember Dog. that wrestler. And then he put your face on someone else, too. I forget who it was. It was uh, some rapper uh, back in the day, though, old school. It, it, anyway, it was funny. So I, I love the fuck, uh, the fan the, that uh, Fargo Raider was having a lot of fun uh, with DeMond earlier today. That was that was awesome. And, uh, again, if you check out DeMond's, I guess you're going to change it right now, your profile picture. <laughs> Pretty funny. So, anyway, back to the conversation we were having. <laughs> throughout the question on the Rare Nation listener line and also the Sam and Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. I just threw it out there. Do you believe people can grow and learn from previous failures? And if you do, and you don't have to, why not Josh McDaniels? Why can't he grow from his failures that he had as a head coach in Denver? We've gotten a ton of great responses, ton of great calls. Our last call that we had to kick out to, to close out hour number one was talking about the fact that the Raiders just made the playoffs. There's no reason to blow it up. And I look at it like this because I think that the, the Raiders, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. I think that they, they ran into a streak of luck. They have a lot of really good players that believed in each other in that locker room. They all came together, and they just had that emotional run. You know what I mean? Sometimes, and we see it all the time, right? We see a team that will come together as a band of brothers for just whatever, whatever the case may be, and just go on a run. I feel like that that's what the Raiders do. That season was just something that we'll look back at probably forever and say, man, that was a hell of a run. That was a hell of a season. That was a roller coaster ride. So I don't think that you look at it as that's just exactly who the Raiders are, good or, 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 you know, good or bad. It was just one of those, it was just a different type of year. And with the interim head coach, a lot of times you, you know, you, you'll see teams go out there and, and make a change. And with that, goes, you know, I've had plenty of people hit me up and say, well, does Gus Bradley stay? Probably not. I don't know, but probably not. Most likely if, Versace is not the head coach, which there's already rumblings that he's getting a job in, in Chicago as the, as the Bears special teams coach. Then Gus Bradley will probably end up working for another team this year. I mean, I don't, I don't know that for a fact, so don't quote me. 
But that's usually how these things work. There's already been names like Wink Martindale attached to Josh McDaniels. He comes over from the Baltimore Ravens, or he was with the Baltimore Ravens. They just let him go. He could be a guy. He, he want to talk about Raider ties. He had Raider ties. He was a linebacker coach uh, for the Raiders back when they were in Oakland. He's also worked with Josh McDaniels when they were in Denver. So most likely, guys are going to want to bring in their own guys. So I, I just put, put it like that. And one of the questions that you have to ask yourself, Raider Nation, are you comfortable? If everything stays status quo as it was this year, would you be comfortable going into next year knowing you've got to find a way to beat the Chiefs? Could what you did this year with the team that was there this year, do you, in your honest opinion, believe that they can compete with the Chiefs? Because that's, that's, that's the standard. That's the standard of the AFC West. That's a hell of a division. And they are the standard. So can this team, as it's constructed right now, nothing changes from the game against Cincinnati till next season. Nothing changes. Everything stays the same. Can they compete with the Chiefs and beat them? That's the question you have to ask yourself. And if the answer is no, or even if you hesitate and think about it and don't know and have to convince yourself yes, then probably you need to make a change to get better. And this is something that I heard. Um, I listened to a podcast that had Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan, and they were chopping mm-hmm. it up with each other. You know, they're both in the same division, and they were talking about Kyle Shanahan. He was like, when you're constructing your team, well, we're thinking, do we have what it takes to beat you guys or the Seahawks? Right. You're thinking about beating your division first. You have to. Do, or can you win the division with the team that you have? Right. You can't think about who's the best over there or over here. Like, maybe think, like, oh, if we meet them in the Super Bowl, you got to first construct your team is, can we win the division? And that's the thing. That's the biggest key. Can you beat the Chiefs not only is that beating your division but that's beating one of the best teams in the league I mean they win on Sunday I'll be their third straight Super Bowl and fourth straight AFC championship (laughs) his watch is permanently on pushing P (laughs) (laughs) there we go that was a tweet that I just got so that's that's one of the reasons why if you're Mark Davis uh, and, and the Raiders front office and this is something we said and I said after the season as well that you can't rush to make an emotional decision based off just what happened and the way that the, the season shook out. Because as we had a couple other callers earlier in the show, after and it wasn't after the Bears game for me, but it was after the, for sure it was after the second Chiefs game. I didn't think that the team was a playoff team. I thought there's no way. <laughs> I'll be the first to tell you there's no way they were going to go to the playoffs. Absolutely no way. But there was it was even before that, even before that second that second Chiefs game, I remember I had sent a couple text messages to a couple buddies that were asking me, hey, what, you know, what, what's going on with the Raiders? What do you think they're going to do the rest of the season? I said, look, I'll tell you right now, they might not win another game. I mean, seriously, I said it. I have, and again, I have no problem saying that. But we I, had that one caller. Right. We one had texter. the one texter that believed it. And there's, I'm sure there's others that believed it, but I don't know how much they like truly, truly believed it. In my heart, I didn't think that they were going to go on a four-game winning streak to end the season. And I have no problem. To, I wouldn't mind telling them that. You know what I mean? Like, if it was Max Crosby in the studio with us, I would tell him, I didn't believe that you guys could do that. And I have, and I think he'd appreciate the honesty. And I'm sure they all wanted to because nobody wants to lose a game. But right. I'm sure after that Chiefs game in the locker room, I'm sure some people, some players probably were thinking, man, it's going to be hard to pull this off. Right. Boy, our backs are against the wall now. Yeah. So, I, I think that that's part of what goes into the conversation is, it's not necessarily anyone wants to blow anything up, and I don't think that they're blowing things up. That's, again, that's why I said... It's not a rebuild. It's just a, a, a refine, a retool. It's just, it's just ma- it, it's an attempt to make it better. And also, I'll say this when it goes back to winning the division, beating the Chiefs. Can this team beat the Chiefs? 
I wouldn't mind seeing like if there if someone new comes someone new comes in, they bring in a new defensive coordinator because we saw in two games that cover three scheme against the Chiefs, it ain't gonna cut it. That's and you know what? That's a great point. That's a great point. That cover three scheme that Gus runs, and I think, and I've been one to sing the praises of the defense all year long because they did a whole hell of a lot better than we've seen in a very long time. But that scheme that they were running wasn't going to beat the Chiefs. Just wasn't. It's the reality of it. So those are just all just factors. I'm not saying that's the deciding factor, but it's all part of the equation that goes into it. 702-365-9200. Let's go out to the Raider Nation listener line. Talk to our guy Lester in the Bay. What's up, Lester? What's Let, up, guys? You got me? Yeah, I got you. Hey, thanks for taking the call. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'll, I got what I, I'll say what I got and jump off. But, yeah, regarding the uh, possible McDaniel-Ziegler combo, you know, I wouldn't mind it. But when it comes down to this is that, you know, you know it's not, it's not going to be about X's and O's when it comes to McDaniel. Okay, we, I think we all know that. You know, he can game plan. He has a resume, successful resume with the Patriots. He can play call, play design, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, he knows how to, to play football and call plays, mm-hmm. right? He knows the game, successful. But the key with him is that you got to make sure he wins the locker room and the respect of the players and earns the respect of all of them and doesn't come in and try and say, hey, it's going to be my way or the highway and try and bring this, you know, disciple, Belichick way, Patriot way, you know, I'm a dictator here. That's not going to work coming in here, okay? So especially after what the Raiders went through and these players went through last season, okay? He's going to have to earn the respect, treat them like individuals, treat them like players, treat them like men, and hear what they got to say. You know what I mean? That's it. If he tries to come in like a dictator, it ain't going to work. Right. That's the key thing with this guy. X's and O's, that's not going to be an issue. But, you know, he can't be coming in acting like he's a dictator. If he does that, it's all going to be all bad. So hopefully he learns. I think with the, when it comes to the betting, if I was former, you know, Raider players, Charles Woodson, Marcel Reese, I would talk to former or current players that have played under McDaniel and, and find out what he's all about. Right. You know? Is he a good person? Is he a good guy? Is he going to be good for the locker room? Is he going to, did he learn from his past mistakes, right? right. That's how you're going to find out. Hey, talk to Tom Brady. Follow Charles Woodson. Hit up Tom Brady. What's McDaniel all about? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I would do that. You've got to vet him when it comes to the locker room, how he's going to win the locker room, and if he's going to come in and be a player's coach and all that and not be a dictator. Thanks, guys. Hey, I love it, man. Great call, great passion, great energy on that one. Good stuff. And, yeah, that's a lot of it. And that's where I think that people can grow. I mean, I really do. I just think that people have an opportunity to realize, like, hey, uh, it's not the back in the day how it was when, you know, I was being coached up, where you can coach a guy hard and you can want the most out of him. And DeMond will tell you straight up, I got to I, I, I challenge myself with that every day because I want to push the hell out of push the hell out of push the hell out of everybody. Everyone that we work with, I want to push the hell out of them so they have the very best and get the very best out of themselves every single day. But I realize, and sometimes DeMond has to remind me that everyone don't get Everyone don't respond the same way. I'm a guy, you can push the hell out of me. All my former bosses, they all just, they rode the hell out of me. And I enjoy it. I, that's, I, maybe, I, I don't know, maybe I'm sick. I like it. <laughs> I like that. Everyone didn't respond the same way. So I think that Josh McDaniels, if he's the guy who comes in, just like Lester just said, you got to realize that you can't, you can't possibly be all over people like you would be back in the day and it was okay. Like, oh, well, he's just a football coach. That's what, you know. But hell, that's also, what Gruden thought. Gruden thought he yeah. can... Just be a football coach. But I also think that that goes into, like, the New England mystique because we don't know if that's actually how he is. We don't know how his personality actually is. I've only seen the one the one thing that I read. Matt Castle 
had and obviously he had his best season of his career playing under him. Mm-hmm. But Matt Castle had nothing but good things to say. Like, oh, the the time that he takes like with you as a player, getting to know you, the way he explains things to you as a player, like that coach player explanation yeah, that yeah. he gives is so in depth. So that's just one player that I, that I've seen on the record. Mm-hmm. Somebody else in there that's off, that's a quarterback as well. So maybe like an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman could have a totally different perspective. But from what I've read, like it's not like oh he's Belichick Jr. Right, right, right. I don't he's, think anybody, I don't think anybody, don't think anybody like can Patricia. be. And you know, and I think that that's the problem. If anyone goes out of their way to act like the guy that they learned from Patricia, yeah, that'll that's you're that's, gonna fail. that's we, when you're going to fail. Yes. Right. Like I can't be David Smoke. David Smoke is the guy who taught me to be who I am right now. I can't be him. I can only be the best version of myself. But I can take things that I learned from him and imply it. But I've got to only be who I am. I can't. I can't be him. The only person that can be him is him. Straight up. 702-365-9200. Passionate Raider. Very patient, Passionate Raider. What's up, my man? How you doing? Man, I'm all right. Heading home from work, man. I was just pulling out of the driveway at work, man, and some car was pulling in, and I seen Raider, I seen Raider car seats on her, on her, on her seats in her car on the head, on the head, headrest. I backed up to her. I was like, hey, another Raider fan in Illinois. Check out 920 AM. <laughs> There's a radio station for you to listen to. Yeah, that was pretty cool, though, but man. There you go. You know after thinking about this Josh, Josh McDaniel stuff, you know, like I said this morning to Mike and the man, it's the Patriots. So, you know, that's what's got us all iffy, whatnot, whatnot, and whatnot. But, man, he fits our system with the players that we have and the type of system that we can run. So, I mean, I was really sick to my stomach last night when I heard about this, too, and, and every Raider fan was. I mean, everyone's been saying it. But to say we're going to jump ship, Never. I got this thing tattooed on my arm when I was what fourteen years old, and it looks like it looks like doo doo. I need to get a fix, but it's staying forever, man. It's, it'll always be in my blood, man. So I'm gonna get if Josh is the man, I'm gonna get behind him and ride, man. Because they all we want to do is win. That's it. There you go. Win. So if if he thinks he's gonna keep, if he's gonna come in and think it's gonna be simple with Derek to Tom. I mean, it's it's gonna be a little learn, learning curve. I advise him to get a, 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 a to get acquainted or get a, a what do you call that a sponsorship with Advil or something because he's gonna need it with the headache that man's gonna give him. Because if DC lived next to John and was still having problems with John's office, it might be a little learning curve. But Hugh, do you honestly think that if Josh comes in, then it's gonna be an automatic extension for Derek? And then another thing I've been thinking about also is. Who's going to be our backup quarterback if he does come in? Because we don't even have a backup right now. Because with the first-year coach, you kind of want to have a solid backup who kind of knows your system and your scheme in case something does happen just to be properly prepared. Yeah, thank you, thank you for the call, my man. Good stuff right there. A couple quick things to get to. As far as the backup quarterback goes, that's a good question. Marcus Mariota is a, is a free agent. You know what I mean? He's a free agent. So uh, the Raiders got to go out there and they got to find somebody. I'm sure that Josh McDaniels has, has his eye on somebody uh, that, like you said, knows his scheme or at least knows how to, you know, to operate his scheme. Uh, that makes sense, you know, and I don't think you need a $10 million guy. Uh, hell, they might go and draft a guy in the fourth or fifth round and just try to teach him. I would have no problem with that. I've been saying that for years. Go get a guy in the fourth or fifth round. No, it's not a disrespect to Derek Carr. It's like Passion Raiders just said. You got to be prepared. What if DC goes down? You got to have somebody that that you feel somewhat comfortable with. That's why they went and made the move for Mariota. It just didn't work out. The Mariota package, I think we could all agree, was a fail. Right? I mean, he had a couple of games down this stretch. The Cowboy game, he had a run, didn't he? 
Okay, again, I mean, he had a couple of good runs. Go back and look how much money he made. And hey, I'm not mad at anyone making their money. Make your money, young man. Make your money because it's not for long. That's what the NFL stands for. You go back and look to see how much the Raiders shelled out for him, and you actually look at it next to the production that he brought to the table, not by any fault of his own except for injury. I think that the Raiders didn't use him enough, but I think the Mariota package failed. They didn't get their money's worth. That's all you ever want to do in life, right, is get your money's worth. Like, I got a car out in the parking lot. All I want to do when it's all said and done is get my money's worth out of it. If I don't, I fail like I failed. Simple as that. As far as the extension for Derek Carr, I think that, yeah, I think that Derek Carr would be his guy and be very excited uh, to work with Derek Carr. I really do. He's a pocket passer. He's a very accurate pocket passer. I think that McDaniels would say, hey, we've got to make sure this offensive line is on point. <laughs> Ziegler, if, if you're the guy, go get this offensive line fixed. And one more point about the, the potential GM, and I've had a lot of text messages and tweets about this, and I apologize I haven't got to it already. Everyone, including myself, is assuming that Ziegler and McDaniels is a, is a, is a combo pack, is a number two. You know what I mean? Roll up to the window, give me a number two. That's what everyone's assuming. What if it's not? What if Dodds blew him out of the water? What if, what if Dodds blew him out of the water and said, hey, we wanted McDaniels when we were in Indianapolis. I want him here. What if that's the case? What if Dodds, who everyone loves, and I'm not saying that this is the case either, but what if Dodds was the guy that says, go get McDaniels? I like Josh. Wanted him in Indy. Didn't work out. Let's get him here. Again, just, just food for thought. That's all that is. But I've had many people hit me up on Twitter and on the Sam and Ash text line and, and say that. And say, Q, this is something no- nobody's talking about. You're absolutely right. That also could be a scenario. Let's go out to ABA Ivan Davis. You're up next. What's on your mind, brother? Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, as far as your question uh, regarding uh, can people change, uh, absolutely. Okay. Uh, I-, I hope that McDaniel has improved since he was, if I remember right, he was a coach here. For a brief time, was that was that McDaniel's that was here? Say it again. Wasn't McDaniel's here once early in his career with the Raiders? No. Yeah. No. no that was somebody else. I'm yeah. Up. Yeah. 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 I, I know I'm picking up, but anyway, uh, there's one candidate that nobody's talking about that I think would be perfect for the Raiders. He has number one red zone offense in the National Football League, and he's been to the AFC Championship four times. But I never could get an answer as far as what he done does not deserve a uh, tryout, and that's uh, the offensive coordinator. Why is he not being talked about as a head coach? He has a resume superior to anybody out there right now. Are you Everybody talking about Eric Bieniemy? Right. Okay. What, what did he do? He's, he, he's got a, a somewhat of a – thank you for the call. He's got somewhat of a rap sheet. If you Google it, you can, you can find it. But uh, from his days back in Colorado, and look – as I started the show talking about people change, I don't, I'm, I don't want to say that just what he did back in the day or what you know he has on record that, that he's done uh, should hold him back from being uh, a head coach at this point in his life. But I do think with the Raiders and their scenario that they had and all the issues that they had off the field this year, I don't think that that would be a good fit. And I said that. I said that while when Gruden resigned. I, I said that then. But that's just me. Yeah, I see what you're saying. For me, I, I feel mean, like, Google it if you want it. It's I, not. I, it's I, not. It's not speeding tickets. I, yeah, I know you're not talking to me. Particularly, <laughs> no, no, no. But it's, I, I mean, yeah, I, I know what it, what all of it was back in Colorado. But for me, I feel like it it shouldn't hold that much weight for why he's not a head coach now. I agree. You know, because I feel like there are plenty of coordinators where you could see. I'll just say black coordinators. We could be like, man, like Gus Edwards. When Minnesota had like that great defense, when Minnesota was like 
constantly top five like these past like couple of years, their defensive coordinator, you would think, oh, why isn't he getting a shot? So I, there are plenty of coaches that you can say like black coordinators is like, oh, why aren't they getting jobs? But for Eric Bieniemy, it's always the what about card, and I feel like it's a little, it's an unfair card to play, even if it is the card that is being played. No, that's fair. I mean, that's fine, and I'm I'm not holding nothing against you like that. I, I don't. If, if that's your opinion, I'm okay with that. I think with what the Raiders have going on, if we're talking about the Raiders in particular, I don't. I think that there's a reason to avoid Eric Bieniemy for everything. Just like there's a reason to avoid Deshaun Watson. You know, Deshaun Watson's got a lot of issues going on that he still has to work out. Well, Eric Bieniemy has some stuff that's very simple. All you got to do is Google, just put Eric Bieniemy, and Eric Bieniemy's past will pop up. That's one of the first things that pop up, and it's unfortunate. But there's plenty of stuff outside of speeding tickets. Because believe me, that's not a big deal. But there's a whole lot that I don't need to go into documentation about. It's just a whole lot why I could see a team saying, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. Because as we saw, hell, John Gruden had to resign over emails. Over emails. These are actually documented allegations. And, and, and actually a few facts. That's, so for this team in particular, not saying for the rest of the league, I think Eric Bieniemy probably should have been a head coach a long time ago. But that's just me. Let me get to one text real quick. I'm sorry. We had a really good one from Cucamonga Raider. Damn it, Q. How do you manage to help me see the flip side of things? LOL. Mediocrity has never or should never be in the Raiders vocabulary. The defense was better, but mediocre. The offense declined. The red zone efficiency, as you pointed out, was terrible. How many times did Raider Nation yell at the TV when settling for three? I know I did. A lot. So, yes, people can grow and change. If hired... I think that'll be the big question for McDaniels. Did he grow? Will we get the next Belichick who gets a second chance? We will find out. All I know is you do whatever you got to do to take this team to the next level. There's no more stepping back after getting a taste of the playoffs. Cucamonga Raider. That's my point. He probably said it better than I have in the last hour and a half. He probably said it best. You want to take the team and you want to take them to the next level. There were some things to like that the Raiders did this year. No doubt. Getting to the playoffs was awesome. But just like Cucamonga Raider said, how many times did you yell at the screen when you saw three points instead of seven? It was a lot. No, no disrespect to Daniel Carlson. He was dope. He was great. He did a fantastic job all season long, but he worked too much. He worked too much. He should have kicked extra points instead of field goals. 226 is the time. We're going to pivot our conversation real quick. Aaliyah Gale, she's going to join the show. She's from Spring Valley High School right here in Las Vegas. She's a McDonald's All-American. How big of an honor is that? We'll find out here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Join us now on the phone lines to talk about a, a pretty awesome honor is uh, Spring Valley guard Aaliyah Gales. And uh, Aaliyah, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you. Wanted to have you on the show to talk about the honor you just received the other day being named a McDonald's All-American right here from Las Vegas. Uh, what does that mean to you when you hear that, McDonald's All-American? Um, it's just a very good experience. Uh, it's my first year ever being selected. Um, so it means a lot to me because like, I've been dreaming about being a part of that since I was five years old. So it's like I finally get to be a part of that culture. How did you get involved with basketball at five years old? What attracted you to the game of basketball? Uh, my dad got me into it, really. Uh, he used to take me to the courts every day, every morning, just to work out, uh, shoot around. So uh, I'll say my dad got me into basketball. 
Was it one of those things where maybe Saturday morning came around and instead of you being able to sit around the house and, and watch cartoons and eat some cereal, you had to get out there and work out? Was it some of those days you might not have wanted to go out there? Um, nah, it's just like I fall, I fell in love with it, so it was just – I was a gym rat, so I used to love staying in the gym. I never wanted to go home. Nothing wrong with that at all. We're talking right now with Aaliyah Gales, a Spring Valley guard, a USC commit, just was uh, honored with the McDonald's All-American honor uh, just the other day. And at your school, there was a, a big kind of watch party for you uh, Tuesday while you're waiting for that announcement. What was that whole experience like, knowing you had so many people uh, rooting for you and waiting there, uh, wanting to hear your name, and you finally got your, your name called? Um, that experience was just like it was just out of the roof. It was crazy. Uh, it just shows me how many people was there supporting me and just the love. Um, I felt really, really connected, and now it just makes me feel just keep working harder now to get where I want to go. What did it mean to to your family when your name was called again? I mean, you said your dad got you into the game of basketball, but what what did it just mean to your whole family when they they heard you achieve another one of your goals? I know it was proud of me, of course, because um, right when. My name got called. All I seen was all my family members just tagged me. Uh, it really <laughs> broke my dad. I heard that he te teared up. Don't say that I said that. Though. I will tell him. <laughs> <laughs> but, I will. <laughs> That's cool. But yeah, it was just, it was just, they was, they was just like congratulations, and it was just so many people reaching out to me. Uh, I feel like I really uh, 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 like did something for them. Uh, at this now, at this time, I just gotta keep pushing. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it's all about. Keep on pushing. And, and what did it mean just to have uh, all your, your teammates there at Spring Valley around you? And, and I know that you're very humble. I mean, you're a, you're a great basketball player, but you're very humble and you really uh, believe in the team game. So to be able to share that with your teammates, uh, what did that mean to you? It was like my little sister, man. So it meant, it meant like family. It, it made me feel like, dang, like I'm really doing this for y'all. Uh, they, they are very supportive. So it's just like, it was just more love. They make me want to keep going, motivated. Uh, it was just a lot. It was just fun. And I'm glad it was I'm glad it was there to get to watch the experience because just not that. They can be one of the next ones next year or something to get nominated also. Absolutely. Again, we're talking with uh, one of the latest McDonald's All-Americans, Aaliyah Gales, right here on uh, Raider Nation Radio 920. And so what's the next step? Now that you're a McDonald's All-American, of course, uh, you're going to have some games that you're going to be playing in, a, a great all-star showcase. But what's the next step? What do you do next? I know you're still playing in your season, but what do you do next as far as being a McDonald's All-American? Really just train and get better, stay in the gym, get stronger, uh, conditioning-wise, all that, just to develop my game a little more. Um, just so I could be, you know, that top point guard there running McDonald's or American games, you know, just, just getting back in the gym 24-7 and just uh, getting prepared for what's next. Is that happening in Chicago? Did I get that correct? Yes. All right. What's that going to be like, being able to travel to Chicago and be able to play basketball, something that you love to do? Man, I'm excited. Like that's <laughs> that's different. Just going to Chicago, like who wouldn't want to go to Chicago? Right, exactly, I exactly. And I mentioned uh, that you're still playing in your season uh, for Spring Valley, uh, and you guys played Desert Oasis the other night, and you fell a little bit short. But when you do fall short, how, how much are you itching to get back onto the court? Especially you guys have had a really good season so far this year. Man, when we fell short, it was like the next step. Like, what's next? We got to prepare for what's next. We can't really hold one game on the back of our heads because we just have so much other stuff we need to accomplish. So our next, I was just like, next step, next, next step, get this over with. 
Right, absolutely. Well, your next game is against Coronado on Saturday. It should be a heck of a game. And again, you're having a really good season, uh, both in conference play and overall. What, what has been your feelings just on the season that, that your team has had so far? Well, the season right now that I have this year is just unbelievable, uh, especially because I have, like, another dynamic guard, post player, Grace Knox. Like, it just it's very fun when you know you have killers on your team and, you know, it's just like that energy they give you. Yeah, I bet. Absolutely. Again, we're talking with Aaliyah Gales here on uh, Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. She's the latest McDonald's All-American right here from our own backyard. Uh, very excited about that. And and your next step, and I don't, I'm not trying to rush you, but your next step is you're going to be going to USC. I mean, how excited are you to, to have an opportunity to go play at the next level when, when this, when high school gets wrapped up and it's all said and done, how excited are you to get to go to Southern Cal? Man, I'm very excited. Like, I'm ready to go now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to start training now just for them. Um, I just know uh, it just uh, probably might drop a tear because I just feel like I made it, you know. Right. No, no doubt about it. I mean, just what, you know, what does it just mean to you to be able to know that, hey, you're going to a school like USC and you're going to USC on the strength of you playing basketball. Something goes back to your dad getting you into it when you were five years old. Uh, it was just, it's like, it was a dream school of mine. So it's like, I've been dreaming about the school since I was very young. So it was just like now, like I'm entering my dream school. What can I do? Like, how can I get the team better? Plus, like the coaching staff is great. Uh the education wise there is awesome out the roof. It's just like they have they have it every little piece I need. And they have the great great coaching staff and great freak players like freshmen. Like I'm really close to the freshmen already. Um it just feel like I'm home. Like I'm going back home. That's where most of my family is out out there living in California. So it's very good. So they can come and watch and me play. Right. That that is cool. That's very exciting. And you know, being here in Las Vegas, of course, you have the uh, the LV Aces. Uh, they're a fantastic team. Do you ever get a chance to go check them out, or are you just too busy uh, playing basketball? Yeah, I have. Um, my favorite player on that team is Audrey Wilson. Okay. Course. <laughs> she's great she's great and, and how, yeah. how how much do you enjoy the way that they play just the style that they play and and really i mean there's so much energy in the crowd while they're there it's it's a lot of fun to go to those games yeah it's very different like it's very different from college basketball and freshman basketball i mean uh high school basketball mm -hmm. so it's just like whoa this is what WNBA players look like on the court and like Sheesh. Like, they, look, <laughs> they look smooth out there, you know? Right. Fundamental. Yeah, no, they, they are. They're they're very fundamental. Like I said, I I really enjoy getting out there and checking out uh, the Aces. They're a fun team to watch. As far as uh, just basketball players in, go, in general go, uh, who are some of your favorite basketball players, even some players that you looked up to while you were growing up? Uh, my favorite WNBA player, I got to go with Candace Parker. Yeah. That will forever be my, my dog right there. Uh, <laughs> WNBA, I mean, uh, NBA, I'll just say John Morant. And uh, definitely Westbrook back in the day, not right now. Right? But what's going on with day. Russ? What's going on with Russ? He I, he was one of my favorite players too, and he just he's not getting it these days. Man, I don't know. He needs the I don't know. <laughs> and Candace, he's old. Yeah. the bone, the bone's getting old. Yeah, it happens to us all. Aaliyah, just keep on living. It gets, it happens to us all. We all get old. My right. bones are, my bones are aching just talking about it. Uh, but no, you're, you're a youngster, so you're gonna get to keep on playing for a long time. But Candace, you mentioned her. She's fantastic. Just won a WNBA championship. Uh, how'd you like that she went to Chicago, where you're gonna be going uh, for the McDonald's All American and those games, and went there and won that, and that was her hometown. Yeah. Um. It just, she, she's really a role model to me. Like, she's really tough. She's like 
kind of really a point guard and a big if mm-hmm. you put it together. And like following her footsteps, like that, like you said, her hometown is just like, whoa, I get to go where she went. Right. Where she grew up at. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'll tell you right now, and I do appreciate your time this afternoon. Just just soak it in. Just soak it in. Enjoy the experience. You know, go ball out and, of course, take it as seriously as possible. But at the same time, soak it in because that's an experience that uh, not a lot of people get an opportunity to do. And so you're going to get to go there and, and just make sure you make the most of it. Thank you. All right. There's Aaliyah Gale, Spring Valley guard, here with us on Unnecessary Roughness. Aaliyah, thank you so much for your time. Enjoy the rest of the season. Enjoy the McDonald's All-American. And when you go to USC, of course, we'll be paying attention and seeing how you're doing as well and keeping up with you. Yep, of course. Thank you. Thanks for having me on your show. Absolutely. There she goes. Aaliyah Gales, Spring Valley guard right here in Las Vegas. Lost to Desert Oasis the other night, but on Saturday they have a game up against Coronado. So we'll definitely be paying attention to her when she's doing that. She's a McDonald's All-American. It's not that often that you get McDonald's All-Americans from your backyard, but that's exactly what she is. And then she'll be going on to USC uh, to play collegiate ball. So many uh, congratulations to her and her family on that extremely awesome honor. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. I know what you're saying, but you're you're not hearing what I'm saying. You're not hearing me. I you're stuck you. in your zone, and I you won't allow you. yourself to listen. I am hearing you. No, 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 no. There's a difference between hearing and listening. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Yeah. The jam right there. 2.45 is the time. Coming up at 3 o'clock, Shereen Williams, Pro Football Talk. She'll join us. Talk about coaching searches. I want to start off asking her about Matt Eberflus, though. That's what I'm going to start with because I asked her when she's been a guest on our show before. I asked her about Eberflus and did she think this was going to be the year he got the job? Well, he did. And she thought, she did say that. She thought he was going to get a job as a head coach. He is now with the Chicago Bears. I really like that hire a lot. But we'll talk all things football. We'll talk about the AFC and NFC Conference Championship games coming up at 3 o'clock with Shereen Williams. Many thanks to Aaliyah Gales from Spring Valley High School. Point guard here going to USC. She's a McDonald's All-American. I just think that's so cool. Really so cool. So it was, it was great that she gave us a few minutes of her time this afternoon. They have a big game coming up tomorrow versus Coronado. Uh, got a couple text messages that I want to get to and a couple callers uh, that have been very patient. I do appreciate you for anybody who holds on for a minute or an hour. However long you hold on, I do appreciate you. We try to get as much of this in as possible, including all the texters that chime in as well on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Got one text we were talking about. We had a call about Eric Bieniemy from ABA Ivan Davis. Why are y'all radio guys scared to say what he did? And it has nothing. And thank you for the text. Nothing to do with being scared. I just don't feel like I need to go into great details about what Eric Bieniemy did because it's a, it's a simple Google search and you can find some stuff. I'll just say this and I'll leave it alone at this. Some of the allegations, and I get that it's over a decade ago. Let's, let me preference that. It's over a decade ago Two and, and people change. People grow. People get better. I'm not saying that this is the reason why the Raiders aren't talking to him. But I'll say this isn't the reason this this could be something that plays into it. Some of the allegations. Multiple assaults, again, just allegations, including choking a woman. DUI, separate fleeing the scene uh, allegations. Being part of a sexual assault cover-up at a school. Those are just some of of the allegations. Again, allegations means that it's not 100% confirmed that, that he did all that. I'm just saying for the Raiders... And what they had this offseason and all the heat that John Gruden got for emails when he wasn't even part of the NFL probably wouldn't go over that well. But that's just me. But what are your thoughts? 
Um, I just think that you've seen it. So you've seen it because I know that sometimes people like to say, but it's a difference between being an OC and then being a head coach because you are the face of the team. And I think we've seen it on Port the Portland Trailblazers. They hired Chauncey Billups, yeah. and it was more of like a, hey, man, we just got to keep it pushing. Like, yo, y'all got one day to ask a couple questions, but mm -hmm. we keeping it pushing after that. Right. Matt Patricia, some things came out, and then it was just mm -hmm. like, hey, guys, that was like 98. What do you want us to do? I just think that you can't pick and choose. Of the, I don't look for the NFL to guide morality for me. That's okay. not what I'm trying to watch football for is for the NFL to be the moral police. Okay, let me ask you this. Should he have gotten a, uh, an interview with the Raiders? Sure, if they want him to be the head coach. Okay, so I feel like there's like if you if you're just like oh it could be I'm like I'm asking you, do you think the Raiders should have interviewed him? Oh yes, because I, I think the resume speaks for itself. Okay, because Fair. also when it comes to the NFL being the morality police, why is it okay for someone if this is so bad that he can't be a head coach? Why is it okay for him to be the offensive coordinator on one of the best teams that we've seen in the past like 20 years? All fair points. Because if it's so bad that he can't be a head coach, it should be so bad that you don't want him involved in your league anyways. All fair points. All I'm saying is for what everything that the Raiders have going on and had going on in 2021, that you probably don't want to have to try to answer to. That's all I'm saying. That's my own, That's the only thing I got to say. I like Eric Bieniemy. I think he's a sharp offensive mind. I think he's going to be a head coach one day. I just didn't think, and I said this months ago, I didn't think this was the place. There's 32 teams. I just thought that one should be crossed off the list, and that's the Raiders. But that's just me. We can, again, like I say all the time, we could always disagree. Doesn't mean I'm right. Doesn't mean that you're right. It's just our opinions. We got a text. I drive in a sketchy area of Missouri, and I'm forced to listen to a radio. I hear Enemy in the media, and he sounds like Gruden 2.0. Okay. Don't know what that means. Well, some people think that Gruden 2.0 was all bad. Some people think Gruden 2.0 could be a sophisticated Gruden. I think what they're referencing is doesn't sound like a very impressive coach because if you look at Gruden the second time around, didn't really do a whole lot with the team. That's that's how I'm assuming it. But again, it's just an assumption. One more quick text and we'll hit the phone lines. The offense turned the ball over five times in the second Chiefs game. And I think the first game happened like a week after the Henry Ruggs incident and a month after Gruden left. And I guarantee the 2022 Raiders will be a different and hopefully better team than 2021. Okay, so my response to that text is, so are you saying that running them back 100% how it is right now or how it was in 2021 would be a better outcome? And I'll take a couple calls while I wait for that response. So that, that's how I'm reading that one. Is that how you're re taking that one too? Or do you think that it's going to be better with improvements? Um, no, I'm reading, I'm taking that text as you making some excuses. And I'm not here for the excuses of, oh, like they had five turnovers? Right. That's a bad thing where you can't just – you can't mark it up to oh, just a bad game. No, that was an awful game. Yeah, no, it's just like oh, we're gonna we're gonna chalk this one up to Gruden and Rugs, and then we're gonna chalk this one up to hey man, five turnovers like they were already out of it. Right. No, well, you still gotta you still like you know you get paid too. Like because right. Lincoln always says the other team gets paid. Well, those players are still getting paid. Can't just chalk it up to well they got out of hand early. So what do you want us to do? Mailman Raider Max hit us up with a really good point. Going back to Eric Bieniemy, Q, you got to remember the Raiders have a zero tolerance policy when it comes to domestic violence, which is also a fact. That is a fact. So again, that's why I crossed Eric Bieniemy off the list for the Raiders. I didn't cross him out of the league. Let's not get it twisted. I would love to see him get a head coaching job. I think that he'll get one at some point. But I also think that there's certain organizations that he might be able to work with a little bit better than with the silver and black. It's just my opinion. 702-365-9200. Let's go out to Fargo Raider. What's on your mind, dude? 
Hey, you and Demond, thank you for taking my call. For sure. Uh, uh, to touch on the morality police, uh, like Demond's talking about, man, I don't know what pushing P is, but today Demond's pushing facts. That's all I'm gonna say about that. It's true. <laughs> We're not looking to, to the NFL to give us morality advice here, but we do also have to like be real with the fact that we have a zero tolerance policy with the league. They're not going to tolerate anything. And and do you really want to go through seasons where instead of talking about our players and their acumen, all they ever talk about is their either their past or their flaws? If you want to get that dragged out every time the enemy is on the screen, it's not a good look for us. And that's what they would do. So, I mean, apart from, I, I do like, like DeMond saying, the resume does speak for itself. But those, those skeletons in the closet are going to be highlighted if he's in the silver and black. And, and another place, like in a Kansas City, where that's, you know, their media darling is there. They're going to brush it under the rug. They're going to avoid the elephant in the room, but they would not do that for us. And, you know, like that's a big part in anybody like that they interview now. I would imagine and they're taking their time because they're not trying to give a guy another contract and provide some stability in the organization and then some past of his come up later on down the line, which affected us as a team, and it was not our fault. Agreed. So I, that's where I think that comes into play. And uh, to your point of people change, I hadn't actually thought about it that way, Q. So I've, I've been skeptical this whole time. I know he's not even our coach or anything. It's just a perspective, uh, a prospect. But I've been pretty harsh about it. I didn't really think, you know, it has been this long. People do change. But, again, with him also, his whole cheating scandal that he had, not on his wife but on the field, um, <laughs> That that affected that affected him, you know, in the in the sense that if he comes to us, that'll also be associated, and that'll be something they highlight. These are all things that are underlying facts that we have to deal with as a as the Raiders, you know. Thank thank you for the call, my man. I appreciate you, and you bring up you know you bring up good points. And I'll say this: when it goes to the cheating thing, I think it's funny. Uh, I don't think it's funny because he was cheating, or, or you know the Patriots got caught up in all that other stuff. I think it's funny as I, I got hit up with many tweets this morning. Uh, Q, any Raider fan knows, especially any old school Raider fan knows what Al Davis's number one rule was: if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Hell, we use that all the time in sports, don't we? I know I say it all the time. I say it all the time in sports. You know, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Hell, there's there's video out that I tweeted out earlier of Matt Millen saying the number one rule that was written up on the wall in the locker room was cheating is the Raiders' way, you know? By any means necessary, just win, baby. Whatever you got to do. But now y'all holier than thou. No, no, it's just it's just it's it's the Patriots. You know, it's it's but it's just funny. It's funny and I'm not, you know, specifically calling you out Fargo Raider. I just think it's funny because you know, it's like, oh, you can't be cheating, cheating. And you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. We've been saying that forever. I even went to so far to say that you're only about as faithful and as loyal as your, uh, as, as your options are. <laughs> you know what I mean? A lot of folks in life, they're only as loyal and as faithful as their options are. I think Jalen Rose said that. But <laughs> I'm not even a big Jalen Rose fan, but he made a great point when he said it. I think Chris Rock said it too. I am a Chris Rock fan. Okay, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Let's go back out to 502 Raider. What's on your mind, Doc? What's going on, Jim? How are we doing today? Chilling, man. We're blessed. Um, I'm a Raiders fan, man. 42 years of my life. There you go. 
I don't, I, I don't hate the Patriots more than I love the Raiders. My whole point is this. You got to think, even Belichick, I think he was in, when he was in Cleveland, he failed. There are a lot of coaches that are Hall of Fame coaches right now, their first stint, they didn't do so good. I'm hoping that, that, that this guy learns, but more I'm hoping that he brings a little bit of that Patriot way with him, that winning mentality, that, that, that no-quick mentality. I just want to see us win again. I don't give a damn if Mickey Mouse is coaching us. I heard I that. Less. I heard that. I just want to see us win, man. And any Raiders fan that's mad about it, go follow another team. Because if you hate the Patriots more than you love the Raiders, you shouldn't be a Raiders fan. Raider Nation for life, man. I'm out. I love it. Hey, great call, man. Great call. That was that was great. You're right, man. I I can and that's gotta be my point, man. I don't give a rip who's the coach. Just find a way to win some games. Get them to the playoffs and be consistent. Get some stability in the organization. Get some continuity on the coaching staff where you don't have to go through a coaching search. And I mean, it's been a blessing, man. You know how I many seasons it's been and we haven't been talking coaching searches? It's been a blessing. They made a change after the 2017 season, and this is the first change since. This is great. I would love to go another four or five years and it'd be the same guy, and, and maybe even longer. That's what you want. You want continuity and you want stability. If they if Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler or Ed Dodds and whoever else and whatever hires Mark Davis chooses to make, if that regime, whoever it is, can bring some stability and continuity and get the Raiders back, like 502 Raiders said, back to winning ways, and so be it, damn it. Just win, baby. Got Shereen Williams. She's coming up next to talk all things NFL, kicking off hour number three. This is Raider Nation Radio 920.